Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text today come from the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 through 9, and then uh, Matthew 9, 9 through 13, and 18 through 26. We'll begin with the Genesis text. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran. And they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages towards the Negev. And now from Matthew. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth and said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came there and were sitting with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have come to call not the righteous, but the sinners. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, for she had said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away. 
For the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. When the crowd had been put outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So as I was saying earlier, as we are now entering into, thankfully, summer, um, this is always a good time to slow down and slow down from all of the busyness that we have been involved in in the fall and in the spring. It doesn't mean that summer isn't busy because we are people, but we try to at least make time to slow down. Summer is also a good time for us to catch up on things that maybe we've been too busy to do throughout the rest of the year. Maybe it's catching up on reading. Uh, Maybe it's catching up on gardening. And when it comes to our spiritual lives, it can be really easy for us to get caught up in things, caught up in just the way of the world and in the ways of the world that we can tend not to notice God. And God is present in our world. God is active in our world. But as I said, we can get wrapped up in all of the busyness, all of the work, that we might not see God at work in the world and in our lives. So for the next few weeks, um, the worship theme will be stop, look, and listen. And this will be a chance for us to slow down and to see what God is up to in our world. So with that, let's start. So the first time that I heard about being called was when I was about maybe seven or eight years old. And I was attending a a Lutheran day school back in Michigan. And I remember hearing about a classmate, the father of a classmate actually, who was um, going to be ordained. And I kept hearing this interesting phrase that I didn't understand. They kept saying that this man was going to be called. And I didn't understand that. What did that mean? Was someone calling him on a telephone? And I remember asking mom about this, and she said something about God calling this person to be a pastor. And... I still didn't really understand that. And in fact, it kind of sounded somewhat scary. How was God calling this person? Was God using a telephone? Did God ever want to call me? Did I actually kind of want God to call me? I wasn't sure if I wanted God calling me to do everything, anything. It just seemed rather scary. Well, of course, you know that God did call me because I'm standing here talking to all of you. These two stories that I just read are call stories. Abram, who is later called Abraham, 
is basically called by God to leave his country and everything that he is familiar with to go to a land where he would be considered the father of a nation. He was going to help found a nation. The other call story is the one of Matthew. Matthew is a tax collector. He is an agent of the Roman Empire. And because of this, he is considered a traitor by some. And yet, he was called to follow Jesus, to become a disciple. And he leaves everything behind to follow Christ. These two stories actually tell us something about call. The first is one that I think is maybe obvious, but maybe not always. It's that being called is not limited to those of us who are called to be pastors. The second one is not as obvious. Being called is not just about obeying God, though that has something to do with it. More importantly, to be called is a way of reminding us of God's love for us. When we read these stories about Abram, later Abraham, or Matthew, or even some of the other call stories, especially the other call stories of the other disciples of Jesus, one of the things I remember hearing as I was growing up was how important it was that these people obeyed God and they left everything at once to follow I don't know how many sermons, how many commentaries have focused on that, that these were great heroes of faith because they just did what God told them to do. They didn't question, they just obeyed. And obeying is important. Following God matters. But I think when we focus on on what Abram or Matthew or even James and John, the other disciples, do, and how they responded, it centers the story on us. The thing is, is that I don't think that that's the main part of the story. It's not what call is all about. The point is found in both stories, but I think that it's actually even more very made more clear in Matthew. Remember what I said about him. He was an agent of the government. And in Israel of that time, which was controlled by Rome, he was considered a collaborator with an oppressive government. And on top of that, tax collectors were allowed to keep a certain amount of the taxes that they collect for payment. But that system kind of got abused, and they sometimes took more Of course, they would give what they had to give to the state, but they take a little bit more for them. So they weren't just considered collaborators. They were also considered thieves. This is who Matthew was. And yet, Jesus calls him to be a disciple. And that is the important point of the call. The important point of the call is that Jesus loves him. He is loved in spite of his sin. Abram was called, and you should know 
Abraham was not the most ethical person in all the world. He was a faithful person. That is important for you to know. But if we kept reading Genesis, we would see some stories like the one where he pawned off his wife to a king in order to save his own own skin. Or when it was taking a little too long for God to give him and Sarah a baby, they used one of their servants to Hagar to get a baby. And then once the baby is born and grows up, and then they finally actually get that promised baby, they abandon Hagar and that child. And yet, Abram was still called by God. God is still faithful to Abram because God loved Abram. And God loves all of us enough to work through Abram, who later became Abraham, to bring salvation to us all. Last week, Rob preached on the Great Commission from Matthew. And the call there is for us to go and to make disciples. And we are called to preach the good news. But we aren't just called to do that just because, just because. We are called, in spite of all of our sins and our limitations, because God loves us. And God wants to spread that love to others. All of this always begins with love. And that's the important part of discipleship. The important part of discipleship, to follow Jesus, is to know that we are loved by God. We follow Jesus, we obey Christ, not because we have to, but because we know that we are loved by the God of the universe. When I was young, I had to do a lot of Bible memory, memory of Bible verses. And I remember learning a lot of verses from Romans. And one of my favorites, and actually my favorite verse in the Bible, is Romans 5.8. But God proves his love for us in that while we were sinners, or we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The important thing is that even when we mess up, which, trust me, we all do, we are told that God loves us, and God went as far as dying for us to show that love. When we are called, we are called because we are loved first. I think when I was young, I was somewhat right in that being called can seem rather scary. But in the end, I think that's okay. When God calls us, it is not something that should be scary because it's something that shows that God loves us. And through all the challenges that we face, we are called and we are loved. Even when we mess up, 
Actually, especially when we mess up. And that is good news. That is the good news. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons, watch past worship services, leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey.